On this episode of Locked On Coyotes, I am saying rip, bozo. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, your number one daily Arizona Coyotes podcast. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Training camp is get, it has uh, pretty much started now, Matthew. So we are getting you know closer and closer to the season. In about let's say in about a week or so, we're going to start moving back to our tradi- our our traditional five day a week uh, content for everybody because we're back into season mode. I couldn't be more excited. It kind of snuck up on me. I, I was actually we're getting ready for chair set today at the arena for some like girl band concert. I have no idea. I, I'm too old for this stuff. But, but I saw some of the interviews and whatnot, and I was like, oh wow, I would much rather be covering uh, uh, training camp right now than uh setting chairs down on the floor i mean it, it, it's that way you know but like a lot of us have you know it just it just sneaks up i think that's the thing about hockey season and just like you know we 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 wait anxiously for it but then when it hits you're like oh wait a minute we're already here oh that was today oh wow I had nine months to work on it, did nothing. And if you get that reference, you're old like me. But do you want to just jump into to the uh, – I, I had a joke on Twitter, and I want to set it up now. Uh, we have the, the roster for for the, the rookie face-off. Oh, yeah, let's, let, let's get to that. So the rookie, fa- the, the, um, the rookie face-off is going to be in uh, um, Las Vegas this year, and it's next week, um, early, next, early next week. Um, and – um, it's your traditional like southwestern teams, um, San Jose, Los Angeles, Anaheim, Arizona, um, Vegas. They just all meet in one city. It rotates every year. Uh, this year it is in Las Vegas, and they're you know just the rookies of the teams just go and have scrimmages against each other. And I love it. I love that. But the rosters were announced earlier in the week, and we're gonna get and so we're gonna go ahead and just break down those rosters. You said you had your joke, let so. Yeah, yeah. That. So number eighty-four forward Micah Miller. I quote tweeted and I was like, "Can the Coyotes just have like a no M Miller policy?" Like at this point, with, with how much of of like a, a lightning rod always is around this team, and I'm honestly surprised that joke didn't get any uh any, any Canadians coming our way. Uh, let's have a no M Miller policy. Can, can we all agree on that moving forward? Sorry, Micah. You, you could be a great guy, but. Change your name to like Nicholas. I don't know. Change your name to uh, Louis. Luis. Luis. Uh, Luis Miller. I like Luis Miller. I like. There you go. <laughs> or if you like the alliteration, nah, nah. I was gonna go like Matias, but I was like, you already have an M. Nah, no M Miller. You do N. No. N's as yeah, like you said, no M Miller. Uh, <laughs> Because we already know what happened last time. We don't want to, we want to avoid that. 
do, do you want to like do you want to go over the any of the roster like that you might be surprised by because I forgot Reese Vitelli was in was at all connected with us. I think he played for the Roadrunners last year, didn't he? I think so. I think it's been here. I can I can fact check that while we are doing this because I I the name sounds familiar, but I don't I don't think he was drafted by the Coyotes. But there was a player with a similar name that was drafted by the Coyotes, so I can fact check this. Uh, he's 22 yeah, years old, 5'11". He's a center slash winger. Doesn't look like he was ever drafted, but he played for Tucson 15 games last year, had a goal, and also played for uh, the ECHL affiliate, the Gladiators, 49 games, 11 uh, goals, 26 assists, 37 points. So a- as long as he's a contributing member of society in Tucson, it's fine. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Um, another one that kind of snuck up on me, that I looked at the, la- I just looked at the last name, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is there a relation?" Because I was like, I, I was like, I, I thought it was different, but Josh Ben Prokop- Boyd. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ben Boyd. <laughs> well, different. Okay, we'll get that one in a little bit. But Josh Prokop, um, I was like, "Wait a minute, where do I recognize Prokop?" Uh, apparently, um, he is the older brother of Luke Prokop, who, uh, if anyone you know remembers, is that I think he's. Still with the Nashville organization, I, I forget what organization he's with, um, but the uh, the first openly gay um, NHL prospect. Um, so, but Josh Prokop is his brother, um, and is on this list as listed at number ninety three. Uh, so when I saw that name, I was like, "Wait a minute, who?" I'm like, "Oh, that's right." I actually have, I have Luke. Luke's profile right here. The first quote is from Elite Prospects in 2020. It's like, Prokop is a large human being. <laughs> that, that's a great way to start off the the uh, the, the, the profile. I, uh, I looked up Ben Boyd because I was like, oh my god, do we have a, a, a Jordan Schmaltz situation? We don't. There's no relation. And I already looked up Michael Lombardi because he was signed by the Roadrunners after college last year. And uh, no, uh, unfortunately, he's not related to Matthew, I don't think. Yeah, just a lot of like, just a lot of those names just gonna, just gonna hit. Um, but other than that, I think, how many players total? We got 27 players are going to the, um, going to the uh, rookie faceout tournament in Vegas. Uh, it says uh, 16 forwards, eight defensemen. Three goaltenders. I think the Coyotes are going to win. I have a contact in Vegas now. A, a co-worker from the Glendale Arena is working over there now. So it's like, nice. I, I have a contact now. I might be able to get tickets. It's at City National Arena, so I don't think it's that difficult. Oh, it's, but, uh, it's the smaller arena? Oh, we can get tickets oh, to it's that. At the, it's, at, it's at the Golden Knights practice facility. Damn, we can get tickets to that. Lucas Haas. Uh, why does that name sound familiar? Let's see, Braden Hache. Why does so many of these guys sound familiar? But a lot of the other names, though. Let's you know. Well, so those are maybe some names that are probably like sound familiar. Give us a little bit of a maybe a surprise, kind of whatever. But why don't we talk about? The ones we're some of the names we're excited for because there's a lot of them. Montana on your booty. We'll get to that <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> First, a quick word from our sponsors. 
oh, oh, we get to talk about fan duels today. So, football season is about to kick off, and fan duels giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on the Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That is ridiculous. Just pick a team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get a bonus bet every time they win. You can use bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, Matt. So you, you teased it right away. Let's, 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 let's get to that one. Mountain! Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. All right, talk, all right. Let's, 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 let's talk about your boy Montana on your Bucci. Montana on your Bucci. Look, look, I, I need I need to meet this kid. I, I need an autograph, and I need an autograph on a cowboy hat. But uh, Montana Onyebuchi is one of the defenders. He's right below Jeremy Langlois, actually, uh, numerically, 75 and, and uh, 79. So you're getting some weird numbers. I always kind of like it. It's one of the things I missed uh, when I used to go to, like, the rookie tournaments or whatever when I was growing up, is you just see the weirdest numbers. Like, the, the only ones that are standard are, like, Dylan Gunther at 11 and Anson Thornton at 34, but the big defenseman, I'm really excited to see what we're probably going to get a preview of for Tucson because while he will likely be on the short list of guys to get called up if we have injuries up here in Arizona, I he was picked up to be a Tucson player and Tucson needs the depth. I'm really interested because I, I kind of get that feeling that you bring him in to be more of a two-way guy who has some size and I, I want to see how he plays against Look, you're playing against rookies, and I said this when I was watching P.O. Joseph back in 2018 or 2019. It was before the Kessel trade, and I was not very impressed by his game because if you are playing against other rookies and other young players, you should look good. You you should – like, that's among your peers. That's among your skill level. You should look good. So I – we obviously can't say if he plays really well, he's an NHLer, and if he plays terribly – oh, he doesn't belong in the AHL or whatever. He belongs to ECHL. We can't really say that, but I am going to keep an eye out, and it, it might color my expectations a little bit because you want you want to see a little bit of energy. You want to see a small preview of what you're going to get in the season. And I want Montana Onyebuchi to go out there and get something done. Oh, be that, um, you know, just 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 be that uh, that physical guy, you know. Get that grinding in there. Get a shot on goal. Yeah! <laughs> I I I'm gonna destroy this mic. Everyone listening, everyone listening, if you're driving to work, I apologize. If you hit the car in front of you, you can't blame Robin for allowing me on this program, and, and also Sean. You can email Sean about uh, compensating you guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it. But okay, a lot of other players to be excited for. I think, I think even if you look at the top. Like, if you look at the numerical roster in terms of the top four, number 10, number 11, number 28, number 34, Maverick Lamoureux, Dylan Gunther, Connor Geeky, Anson Thornton. Like, those are, like, four already to look forward to. Anson Thornton, again, we're looking at a, a young goaltender who might be able to finally get his shot. We'll see. We still mm-hmm. haven't seen enough, but I think... He should be old enough for the AHL this year or next year? Which which was the year he was eligible for? This year? Because... I, I know that Cronin got that loan two years ago, and I have no idea what's going on with Rafa's Cronin right now. I know he's just kind of playing over 
uh, I, I think in, in one of the Euro leagues. But I, I, I'm curious to see which of these young goalies is going to make an impact in Tucson. Because Ivan, Ivan needs a fire lit under him. I, I love Ivan. I want Ivan to be the starting goalie here. And it's weird that he's number one now. So I, at least I haven't bought the jersey yet. But I, I need a guy like Anson Thornton to come in and kind of like how he surprised all of us in 2020s. Either 2020 or 2021, I forget which. Uh, that training camp. Do it again, but like, you know, do it in the AHL. <laughs> I want to see enough of a fire lit um, under, un, under Ivan to uh, have him get so excited after solid wins in the AHL level to bring back those those uh those post-game cartwheels like that that that, that has been so so known about him <laughs> it, are you sure it's the cartwheels he's known by or, or known as being a a, a gymnast because every single time they they talk about this kid it's like oh he, he you know he did this and he did that it's like okay it's definitely the cartwheels it's but i want to know what he's doing on the ice a couple other names Julian Lutz. I did not realize he was as young as he was. It feels like he's been in the system for a while, but I think he's only been in the system for like a year. He's, yeah, at the rookie camp last year. Yeah, at the rookie camp, he had a great shot. He I was great. thoroughly yeah. impressed, and he's just skating well. Obviously, and again, it's against rookies, but you should look good against other rookies. That, that's that is my expectation for these players. They have to look good against other rookies, and he had a. Damn good shot. I want to see how that develops. And as soon as he's eligible, I want him in Tucson. I want him shooting snipes in Tucson. And if we can get him, you know, on the Michelli or the you know, the Garland route, we'll be fine. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think the same thing can be said for Maximilian Zuber. I mean, he is technically eligible, but there's a lot of other hurdles to get him in get him over here to the uh to the american game i yeah. i i just couldn't be like i think what like, you said it over the summer that uh it's been said that he is the most nhl ready out of some of the prospects that of the especially later round prospects the coyotes have i don't remember which the defenseman because I, I i remember we were talking about a couple of our defensemen and i forget which whether one of them was Langlois or, or Zuber. But the thing is, he, he showed a lot of maturity, and he just won a championship in the DEL. Like, this kid is good, and I, I think he's still slated to be loaned back to the DEL, but he signed his ELC almost immediately, which is really weird. Uh, like It was him and Lambert that signed pretty quickly for defensemen. Obviously, Lambert was a higher, was a higher pick, but I, I want him in Tucson. Like, I want to be able to watch this kid. And and I think it was Craig Morgan, uh, one of his exchanges on Twitter, he was saying that the, the team doesn't think he's ready yet. And I don't remember if they were referring to Zuber or Duda. I think it might have been Duda, but I remember Zuber's name's been kind of tossed around a little bit. I, I think, like, I, I want to see him, how he plays in this, to see if he is ready for the AHL game. But I want him in the AHL. Like, the second you can throw a kid in the AHL, that's like the highest level of competition they're going to get. That's not like the KHL, like because most of the Euro leagues, the AHL game, it's full of a lot of guys that either barely burnt out of the NHL or guys that are trying to get themselves into the NHL. That's a high level of competition. So I want them over here. That's just me. I want to be able to drive a couple hours down south and watch Maximilian Zuba. Zub. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely, right. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, 
uh, Jeremy Langlois, you mentioned his name, coming, uh, you know, being able to, you know, get a glimpse of him after having won the Memorial Cup over the summer. Yeah, we have a lot of prospects that won some, won some hardware last year. <laughs> right? Like, that's an exciting and I, I remember like, he was complimented for his defensive ability, too. I, he's... He's in the queue, in the queue, right? His team was in the queue. He's in the queue, yeah. He was on the Quebec Ramparts last year. Because I know that league is not seen as being very defensively sound. So to me, if if anything, it has to mean a little more if I'm hearing compliments about his defensive game. True. Who else we look? Oh, we got Ratu, who had a phenomenal year last year, and uh, was his Liga? I want to double check this live because. I, I really wanted them to draft his brother as well because his brother was also available, I think, a draft or two after him. He finally signs his ELC, and, and Ratu is coming off of a really good season Yep, in Liga, 18 goals, 24 assists, 42 points in, in 53 games, and he had you know 10 playoff game appearances. I, I, I want to see how it's going to translate over here because – from what I can tell, he should have a solid shot and some good speed. And we can always use that that type here. We can always use that type of player in Tucson. I, I'm not sure if he ever projects out to be an NHLer, but put the roadrunner on his chest. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, th- I think that's the cool thing. I think um, earlier there was a lot of, like, I think before – uh, his brother was drafted. I think Aku had a lot of uh, had a lot of hype around him. He's like, oh, he's going to be pretty well anticipated once he hits the once he hits the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, because um, everyone loved, loved a lot of his game. I think it was especially because of his performance at the um, the World Junior Championship, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it was phenomenal. So it, it's you know a lot less has been you know paid has been known about him lately, but I think he's still very pretty well anticipated. And I think we can't, it's just excited, excited that we're going to see him at the, uh, the rookie face-off tournament in this case too. It's going to be finally there. Yeah. And we'll also get a peek at, uh, Eckfard, Kipke, uh, obviously Lombardi. And yes. Okay. We'll see Josh Doan and Logan Cooley. (laughs) We, (laughs) we will see. (laughs) <laughs> those two prospects. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think those th- those are going to be like the ones that are paid attention to the most. Absolutely. I mean, Josh Jones because the legacy and Cooley because it's Logan Cooley. Um, a lot of people have been making fun of the Coyotes for kind of saying top prospect in the world. Because um, he is. Connor Bedard's a bust. All right. Yeah, he hasn't even scored an NHL goal yet. Like, what a loser. <laughs> look, 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 let's <laughs> let, 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 let's be real here. You know, yes, Connor Bedard, you know, is this young prodigy and is gonna is gonna be really good. And I think there's a lot there's there's a lot to be anticipated in and this definitely makes him the top. But I think after the performance everyone saw from Logan Cooley last year, um, let's put it this way: Connor Bedard, the most anticipated; Logan Cooley, the top. 
I will stay. I will die on this hill. I will die on this hill uh, because what the hell else do we got in Arizona except for hopeless optimism? Uh, but you know what? Let's transition. All right. You, I mentioned losers earlier. You want to talk about a loser? Well, let's let's go to the third segment. Let's talk about this very interesting individual. You, I, I had to I had to let out some some steam before the show, so I, I can keep it nice and PG. So this came out today around lunchtime at eleven uh, local time uh, from Arizona Sports uh, by I think it's Greg Barr. Uh, Arizona Coyotes owner wants to buy out minority shareholder Andrew Barraway. So if you don't know what happened, Barraway was arrested last year in Colorado on charges related to potential domestic violence. The charges were not followed through with. Uh, they were dismissed by a judge. And after they were dismissed, he read a, he let out a statement. And personally, uh, I don't care about the statement. I have to be very careful with how I talk right now, I'm talking on behalf of myself and not on behalf of Locked On or Robin. I don't think it's, I don't think he's a good person. All right, nothing I, I I know about him. I'm allowed to talk about because it's all alleged and asterisks and all that. But me personally, I do not think he's a good dude. I've wanted him yeah. gone since the Morello sale because when it was realistic to get rid of him, I wanted him gone. I don't know why he held onto a minority. It could be because of of you know. Little political inside stuff with the NHL. Don't know. Don't care. That's outside of my pay grade. But I, I don't think he's a good dude, and I don't think he's good for the organization. And it's not official yet, but with the reports coming out that Morello wants to buy him out, uh, rip Bozo. All right? Get it's, lost. Sell your share. Andrew Barraway currently holds only a 5% stake with the Arizona Coyotes. So you'd imagine that buyout isn't going to be a whole lot, mm-hmm. um, if that's the truth. Um, there's a lot of other things that are, you know, that kind of point to that, you know, where you had um, earlier in the summer, I think, what we had that, you know, that SUV outside of the NHL office with the Coyotes license plate that said AltGov, mm-hmm. which alternative governor, which and which Andrew Barraway's current title is with the Arizona Coyotes, um, I think. Also earlier, it was shown that um, uh, Barraway listed his Scottsdale home um, on the market. So uh, that kind of tells you. I mean, he's out. I mean, he's just completely just going to be off the face of the earth here in Arizona. Just let him, just, just let go it, away. Just, just let it go. Don't just need let it go. All right. You didn't have the money to run the team when you bought the team. All right. Hence why the team didn't spend any money under him. The team sucked under him. They started spending way too much when we got Morello. Now we're in a rebuild. But you know what? We got Bill the Builder. We're fine. We got Bill, Bill. the Builder. Can he fix it? Yes, he can. He's going to bring a cup to the desert. But I, I just, this is a stain on the organization. All right. All the hyperbolic, oh, they're an embarrassment. I, I usually laugh off because it's normally stupid. This individual. Getting involved in this altercation. Like, look, look, I've had marital problems. Yeah, surprising surprising all of you, I'm married. I know, who the, who the hell would want to marry this guy? But I, I've had marital problems. I have not, nor would I, decide to get physical with my wife and have the cops called and have this big old stain on whoever is associated with me just because you decided to allegedly throw a little tantrum. Allegedly. Asterisks. All of that. All right? Like, it's not hard to be a decent person. It's not hard to walk away. It's not hard to not be physical with people in your life. 
allegedly, not be allegedly physical with people in your life. So like that was an yeah. embarrassment that he wasn't even, he's not even associated with the team. He has the minority stake, doesn't do anything with the team, hasn't really been involved. Anyone that knows anything about how the team is run, he's not been involved and he still managed to put a, a, a sore, you know, black eye on this organization being that far away because, oh, Coyote's owner did this and, and good riddance. Sell you your something that go away. Something that the NHL technically can do, and you know, I would love for this be for this to be the case. Because um, again, I am pro, you know, just morale take, you know, full on takeover. Um, or HBO. Or HBO. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's that's a different, you know, that 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 that, that that's a topic for another day. Um, you know, because Barraway is still suspended by the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Um, the the board of governors can probably just force that fi- that five percent sale left, and literally just hey, e- even force it for a dollar. They theoretically they could, and that's what I want them to do. They're not going to because they don't want to set the precedent for for that. Even that that it blatant, just be blatant. Even that racist NBA owner got a very large chunk of change off that for sale. They're, they're never going to set the precedent that they can force you to sell for nothing. But I do hope he gets under market because I, I just, he needs to go. He he needs to be gone. This is like that is removing the last bit of trash from the organization. Like everything will be purged once this last little bit of business is done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what a lot of Coyotes fans are hoping for. Um, yeah, there, you know, there are a lot of people who have their thoughts of Alex Morello and, you know, the way he runs things, but I can, I think a lot of us, a lot of people can vouch that it's, it's definitely better than the alternative. So, um, if, you know, if this is true, then it's good. I think, you know, that, that, yeah, I hope, you know, Morello takes the, uh, you know, takes on that, that final 5%. But here's the interesting thing. Um, that I'm curious about. Um, I'm not sure if there will be an, another alternative governor because there always needs to be just like a second, essentially like a vice president-ish, you know, like, because that's how things are, you know. You know, the majority owner is always the main governor that goes to the, the, that goes to the governor's meeting for, uh, for the NHL. And then sometimes the if they're unavailable then the alternative goes in their place i mean look what they they also could do is morello has other investors that want to be in on that were that were in on the tempe entertainment district gutierrez had some comments uh today at, at the the media availability about how literally essentially saying what we've been saying on the show that you know there's gonna be some changes to fit wherever it's going to be to the plans, but they still plan on having the outline of all that still there, the retail, the shopping, the theater, all that. They still want all of that to be in this district. This might have to alter some things. I wouldn't be surprised if you bring in another minority owner, someone that is are already associated with Morello, that you just get an extra bit of cash infusion. The, the more the merrier at this point, because while Morello, at the very least, is looking at, at his assets, likely has the money he says he does and he also 
seems to be spending it like he does at his other business ventures, you bring in more capital that just raises the, the likelihood that anything will get done on this front. Whether it's Morello taking over the 5%, whether it's him bringing in somebody else, as long as Barraway is no longer involved, I'm cool with it. Like, you can sell it to almost anybody else that isn't, like, Robert Sarver, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, practically. Practically. And we'll have to see. We'll have to wait. Um, but, you know, it's just a report. We'll find out more as, uh, you know, as it comes out. And we'll, and we'll provide you that info um, right here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast once we know more. But anyways, that's going to be it for today's episode of Lockdown Titus. Do you have any final thoughts? I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. Go to just any final thoughts you have. No, no. I was just saying, yeah, as like a period. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was like emphasizing, emphasizing you rapping. Yeah. I, that's my B. I talk too much. I'm going to I'm gonna mute myself. Take it away. All right. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, and subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes, and I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Today's episode, hope you guys are staying safe out there, hope you guys are staying healthy, and don't forget to howl on.